0: In this week's episode if you can try to practice not reacting emotionally to your blood sugar you're already at an advantage because when you analyze something objectively i.e your blood sugar rather than react to it emotionally you can understand it better but before we get into that everything you hear on the Insulon podcast is from my own personal experience and if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes Please contact a medical professional now let's get stuck into this episode how's it going welcome back to the insulin podcast thank you so much for joining us again another episode another chance to learn and hear more about all things
1: type 1 diabetes graham what's the crack what's happening what's happening you all right how you getting on how's the day Uh, My day is good, I'd like to apologise because it is now three minutes past four and we originally agreed to do this at two o'clock But it's all my fault, all my fault, I had other interviews to do, that went on longer than I anticipated I raced home and um, here we are I don't need to explain how disappointed I am I understand, (laughs) I'm disappointed in myself
0: You know how I am with time Yeah but I don't want to get into into that in too much detail in the
1: podcast. But who could possibly be more important than this podcast, Graham? I'm curious Um, to know. There's an online comedian called Darren Conway and myself and Nathan, my radio partner, are launching another podcast because what does this world need is another podcast, especially Uh, with two white males. And um, so we're launching that and uh, we're trying to get as many guests as we can. And this guy just last minute goes, can we do it today instead of Thursday? And I was like, I can't. Oh, I, can, I can fit in too. I obviously underestimated the amount of time that we have in a day. And here we are two hours after originally planned. So I, appro- I, I understand this may seem like I don't appreciate your time, Owen. <laughs> but please, please forgive me and make this one strike. Give me three strikes.
0: I'm doing interviews for producers of this podcast. So if anybody listening yep. is interested or knows anybody, let me know because the sooner Graham is out, this, the better.
1: And I completely agree. You deserve better than me. You definitely do, especially oh, today, because oh. I sound very nasally, and I'm honestly, I was just, I'm <laughs> I was convinced just, I, I have COVID, and I've been doing antigen tests for the last, I don't know, four or five days. I have them here; you can hear them. I'm, these are my antigen tests. Oh, they
0: sound—they the, sound like antigen tests.
1: Or they all like, negative? Also, are they like spoons? You know, that's pretty
0: good. That's, that actually sounds pretty
1: all good. negative. So, I actually think I just actually have a good old-fashioned. Cold, head cold. It's up there in the old, mm. in the old head. Well, yeah, it could be the two of us coming down at something because... Hey, you're, you're saying your throat is a little yeah, bit my, my vo-
0: I feel my voice is quite, I know you can't have a nasally voice, but quite hoarse. And I feel it's quite weak. So I'm expecting oh. a lot of voice cracks <laughs> during
1: this episode. What might have happened was we were out for dinner together on Thursday night last, so a few days ago, we might have caught it then. And I want to do a big thank you to your dad, Tom, and your mother, Jer, for inviting me out for dinner. And it was a celebration <laughs> dinner to celebrate 100 episodes of the Insulon podcast. And I was honored and flattered to have been asked to come. It was a wonderful evening. It was like a, a staff night out and a family <laughs> night out, <laughs> which which was nice.
0: But my parents, because obviously my parents, no, my parents must have met you at my 21st years ago. But... You're an easy person to forget about, so I'm not surprised yes, that you did. No, absolutely, of course. But obviously, they listen to every episode that we do, and they're like, "Oh, Jays, we'd 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 love to meet Graham, and we think he's fantastic, and we think it would just be great to to go out for dinner." So they had suggested it to me. No, they didn't suggest it to me. They were supposed to do it as mm-hmm. a surprise. Yeah, it was all long behind story
1: your back, short, huh? It was all behind your back, where yeah. your dad tried to come into the radio station to me in Dublin City Centre. No, he tried to call. Sorry. He tried to call the station to try and get to me. But there's an, like the phones are just messed up in the studio, in the office. And the actual number doesn't work anymore. So what he did was he came in and he left his number with a note to our security guard. who then left it on my desk, which my producer then sent me a picture. And it said, this is Tom Owen's dad with his number and my initial thought was, oh, great, <laughs> Owen's dead. Fantastic. And there's been no other way to contact me. Um, but, but then at the end he goes, don't worry, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> just as the caveat that Owen is actually all right. So then he called and we were trying to organise it. And then um, oh yeah, then you just found out, or did you suggest it or something like that as the weeks went on? Oh, I can't
0: even, I, can't, I, I honestly can't remember. I think they... I think my dad had said to me one day that they were planning this elaborate surprise and it just didn't work as fluidly as they would have hoped. So one day they just said, we're going out for dinner with Graham. And I ended up booking it then. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up booking the surprise dinner that we had, but it was great crack. And they were pleasantly surprised, Graham.
1: Well, it was funny because we went to a vegetarian restaurant and I was telling my girlfriend Claire about it and she isn't vegetarian but she loves vegetarian food hmm. and she goes where are you going with Owen and his family and I said we're going to a restaurant called Gloss she goes <gasps> <laughs> I love Gloss i always want to go with Gloss but you'd never go with me I go I wouldn't go with you but I'm going with Owen's family so that's okay <laughs> and she goes who's vegetarian and I go "Um, maybe Owen's parents I don't know I don't know if they're vegetarian and she goes okay and then I was thinking well, not that Owen would ever mention it, but maybe it would have come up and passing that they're vegetarian. And then I was thinking, are we going to a vegetarian restaurant? Because a few weeks ago and a few weeks before that as well, I remember on the podcast, you talking about how you should always eat your vegetables first uh, when you're on a night out, when you can't carb count, because then that, it slows down your rise in blood sugars. Because it acts as a sort of, now I can't remember. You can do it. It acts as a sort of shield my man yeah. <laughs> yeah. and i was like maybe that's why we're going to a a vegetarian restaurant and no it's just because owen had fun there once <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and he really liked i had been there before
0: i'd been there before and it was like really nice staff really nice place yeah. really nice cocktails just good crack really nice spot and when I was when I was ordering my meal, it, in the back of my mind, I was like, can I get a side of chicken? <laughs> <I> goes, <laughs> but obviously they didn't do it. But really nice food, starving by the end of the meal.
1: I <laughs> I noticed that you were hungry, Owen, so I gave you some sort of mine. And um, it was, yeah, a, part, was a part of my roasted onion and asparagus that I could not remember what it was. And I took one little corner of it. And I was like, oh, that's not for me. And I saw mm. Owen was finished his plate. So I go, Owen... <laughs> I know it was your birthday recently. This is on me. You can have some of my... What actually was that? Was it caviar or something? Oh, I don't know. I No, it wasn't caviar. I don't know what it was. I it was don't know. I, I don't know. My, my favourite part of the night though was when me, you and your mum noticed who the person serving us was and he would be in Ireland a very famous person because he's off the television. Oh, so yeah. for people who don't know what First Dates is, UK and Irish listeners will know. I don't know where, where else it is in the world but it's a programme... Where people go on a blind date But they're in a restaurant And there's a maitre d' At the front of house And there's the bar staff And there's the waiting staff And they're all the same But the maitre d' In first dates Was actually serving us And we clocked it straight away And who it was But we weren't saying it out loud And then your dad is like Who? What? What <laughs> and then he's like, first dates and then he goes oh I don't like that I don't like first dates just as he came out to collect our plates after finishing <laughs> our starters yeah. and he's like thank you very much thank you very I much. knew just by the voice yeah thank you very much Are you enjoying your that meal kind of sounds like him. enjoying your meal he doesn't yeah, really know. open his mouth that much he's kind of of mouth that actually uh, really sounds like him. but a really good night really good night yeah it was good crack and what I noticed was as well I was all very because uh, uh, it was just kind of Intrigued as to what you're ordering Obviously because of food And such a big part of diabetes You didn't go for the chips Me, your mum and your dad got a side of chips And you didn't go for it How much did you want chips And why didn't you get the chips
0: To be honest I didn't want them that much Okay And I was in a mood where I Just wanted to keep my bloods As simplified as possible and I wasn't overly pushed to have chips. So I just said, look, I'm going to order all these mad vegetarian things from, from, from the menu. Didn't even need to take any insulin. Hmm. The drink that I was drinking didn't need to take any insulin. So pretty much just stayed flatlined through the night. Yeah, probably more hassle than it was worth. Just to yeah. have now, chips. if I was pushed to eat chips, I definitely would have got them. Hmm. And if I did, would have done split bolus some before some after counteract that delayed spike from the high carb high fat more specifically, but to be honest i wasn't I wasn't actually that pushed to get them. I was thinking I'm gonna go all out with the, with these vegetarian meals, and then sure by the time i I finished them, I was still starving but <laughs> I was about five tequilas in, so I,
1: I didn't yeah. really mind. I was looking trying to go, this, this food isn't filling up. <laughs> <laughs> this man's sitting across from me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you had your tequila and what was your mixer there? Tequila, so- soda, water and lime.
0: Yeah. That's always what I drink. Oh, really nice. I love tequila and I've said it on this podcast before, but love tequila. Love the taste of it. Nice lime. Nice and refreshing. Mm-hmm. You wake up fresh the next day because
1: you're hydrating yourself as you're drinking. That's what we were saying. The soda water must hydrate you. Yeah. And that's the thing that gives you the hangovers is the dehydration. Absolutely. Like, see if you had a night
0: where you drank like six pints of Guinness compared to a night you drank six tequila sodas. Mm. The next day is a completely different day. Yeah. See if I even have three Guinness, I'd I'd be dying the next day.
1: Yeah, But I love Guinness as well. What I started to do recently is, um, it's just every three or four pints, I'll get a pint of water and I'll just Mm. down it. So if I'm having six pints on a night out, I will have two pints of water in between as well while I'm out and then I'll have more when I go home. So I'm trying like for nearly every, yeah, for every three pints, I'll have a pint of water and it actually has changed my hangovers. I don't really wake up with a hangover anymore. It's just the water. It's the dehydration that does it to you. Yeah, if you're having soda water though, boom, that's. That's like two-in-one job, killing two birds at one stone. You're having a good time, but also hydrating yourself. Um, Any other crack from yourself over the weekend? (laughs) Over the weekend? Not too much over the weekend, but throughout
0: my week, I always obviously try and stay conscious about my diabetes, my management, what's going on, what could I notice that is relevant to our listeners, what is or could be valuable to our listeners. And I was thinking about it this week, I was like, what? what has happened to me personally or what has happened within my program with clients or whatever it might be that stood out to me? And something that stood out to me last week was on, sun- one, on Sunday, basically, one of my clients was super pissed off, right? I want all my clients to be happy and in control and confident and all these great things, but he was really annoyed. Now, not annoyed at me, but he was annoyed because this was the first time for him from his experience diabetes has directly had an impact on his ability to exercise. So, this specific client is on the ball all the time, right? Really hard working. His bloods are immaculate. He does everything he's supposed to and trains in the gym. And is also training for a half marathon. So he kind of does like a hybrid model of training, what I like to call, where he's pumping the gym, yep. pumping the, the running too. Similar to what I like to do. So every run that he's had, he's been really confident with, because obviously we look at what he's doing on the day, before the run, during the run, et cetera, et cetera, to ensure that his bloods stay the way that he wants them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But... As we are progressing the runs leading up to his half marathon, we're obviously increasing as we go, either increasing the speed or the length or the intensity, whatever it might be. But on Sunday, I think I had scheduled for him, I think it was like a, I think it was a 15K. So a long run. And basically he tried to do this run and he just kept dropping. And he had to stop the run because he was dropping, eat glucose tablets, continue the run, stop because he was dropping, treat the hypo, 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 hypo. And he just could not get his bloods back up. Now, not dangerously, but his bloods would just keep dropping when he continued to run. So understandably, he was very, very annoyed at this happening. It's happened to me plenty of times over the years. Super frustrating. So when I got the word from him that he was like, oh, the run was terrible. And he was really pissed off and really annoyed and really frustrated. I feel that frustration too, because I understand what it's like firsthand. So what I wanted us to do and what we always do inside my program is celebrate the wins. Yes, of course, that's great. But we also, in a strange sort of way, we highlight, acknowledge and celebrate the days that aren't good, the weeks that aren't good, because there's always more that you can learn from a bad day or a bad week. Because... As I've said on this podcast before, plenty of times, there are things we can control with our diabetes. There are things we can't control with our diabetes. But even with that, if our bloods go high or if our bloods go low, there's a reason behind it. Sometimes it might be easier to identify what that reason is, but there's always a reason behind why your bloods have dropped, why your bloods have spiked. Could be something you had control over, your insulin, your food, your exercise, whatever it might be, or it could be hormones or stress or all these different things. So when this client was pissed off, again, completely understand why he was because physically and in his head, he was ready to do this 15K -hmm. and it was the longest run that he has done up to this point. He's looking forward to doing the half marathon. And he was kind of pumped in his head, like psyched up to do the run. And then his diabetes gets in the way. And because his bloods have been so good so consistently, this was the first time that he kind of saw firsthand the impact that it can have. And the impact that it can have if you don't prepare in advance, if you don't prepare accurately, or if you don't prepare precisely in terms, I suppose, they're kind of the same thing. But you need to understand that what you do before your exercise will have a significant impact and a direct impact on the exercise itself. So what we did straight away, what I asked was what was different, what's changed, and why did that happen? Because out of all the runs that he's done, this hasn't happened before. So, there was a reason as to why that had happened. But again, he's in his head and he's frustrated and he's pissed off and he's annoyed at his diabetes and he's annoyed at his blood, as blood sugar, as he would be. But with times like that and days and weeks like that, you need to dig under the surface to understand why something has happened. Because if you don't understand why it's happened, then you're going into it again blind the next time around. So, when I asked what was different, what has changed? Why did this happen compared to previous weeks? We came to the conclusion that overall, within the days leading up to his longer run, he was trending a lot lower. Now he's in range, but trending lower than he would typically be. So his sensitivity might might be increased from different intensity with gym workouts or different frequency of gym workouts. But basically overall, he was trending slightly lower. And then with that, he started his run with his blood sugar being lower too. Now, obviously still in range, but if I start a run and let's say my bloods are 4.5 millimoles, my bloods will drop a lot faster on that run or a lot sooner on that run than if I start that run, let's say, for example, I'm 10 because there's a larger drop that that you need. So he was trending lower the days leading up to it. His sensitivity seemed to be higher during those days, more inclined to be lower. He started the run at lower bloods, but still in range. And he changed the time and what he ate pre-run, which is the kicker. Mm. So when he's doing, and again, even from my own experience, when I am doing longer distance runs too, what we do prior and during to a certain extent that run is very important and will have a direct impact on how our bloods behave throughout that run so when we went through all these things he could see yes it's very very frustrating yes it's extremely annoying when in your head and physically you're pumped and you're ready to do this run or you're ready to go to the gym or you're ready to do anything, go for a walk. And when you're smacked in the face with stuff related to diabetes, it's
1: super frustrating. Just shows the importance of routine, doesn't it?
0: Well, that's exactly it. And you can go through times where you're like resentful towards your diabetes. You're like, I don't don't want to have to do this stuff before I exercise. Or I don't have to want, I don't want to plan before I go to the gym. But the reality of it is your blood sugar doesn't care what you want. Your blood sugar, like my blood blood sugar, doesn't care that it's inconvenient for me to plan in advance going to the gym. Because if I don't have that planning before the gym, then my bloods are probably going to do something I don't want them to do. So it's inconvenient from time to time, but the reality of it is, Planning like that is essential if you want to get the most out of your exercise or your movement or your training. So the adjustments that we made going into the next week's run were what I listed. We made sure his bloods were trending that bit higher, but still in range. We changed the pre-run food and the time at which he ate. We made sure that he went into the run with little to no insulin on board because he's already super sensitive to insulin. And we made sure going into that run, he was slightly higher still in range so that when the blood started to dip after the longer distance, he wasn't dropping too quick into a hypo state because obviously that's what we want to avoid at all costs. So basically we had gone through all this, we reviewed it, <laughs> we analyzed what went on, what was different. And then just the Saturday gone, the message I get from him was perfect run today. And he was delighted. And that's relevant because a lot of the time we can get in our own head about it. And it's like, oh, I'm pissed off and annoyed. And why has this happened to me? And why do I have to keep fighting these lows around exercise? And like, you can see, it can seem as if there's no reason behind why these things are happening but there's always going to be a reason behind it it's just up to us to try and identify what that reason is so we can make those beneficial adjustments moving forward and i basically had a conversation with him about this and i was saying because this was his first time where <laughs> where he was like he was really annoyed and he was pissed yeah. off and i could tell as he would be but what i always say is and what we went through when we were having a conversation about it was There's always something you can learn from your blood sugar. There is no good or bad blood sugar. It's just information. And it's up to us to analyze that information so that we learn something from it. And as I've said in this podcast plenty of times before, diabetes is as much a mental and emotional condition as it is a physical one. 100%. There's no debate around that in my head. Right? It's... Just as much mental and emotional as it is physical. So, how we deal with situations like that, emotionally and mentally, is just as important as how we deal with it physically. And what I always say is if you can try to practice not reacting emotionally to your blood sugar, you're already at an advantage. Because when you analyze something objectively, i.e., your blood sugar, rather than react to it emotionally, you can understand it better. And another point, another point to make on that is, it's easy for me to say this right now because my blood sugar is in range. And it's easy for anyone listening to say, "Ah, yeah, I'll I'll, re- I'll react in a good way. I'll respond in a nice way my, to my blood sugar next time they keep crashing, or next time they keep spiking, or next time I can't get them back down." It's easy to say, "I'll react well." when you're in range, but you're in a completely different headspace when your bloods are actually giving you a hassle. But the important thing to remember is when you're in that moment and when you're looking at your blood sugar and it says 25, or you're looking at your blood sugar and it's saying two, that's the only moment that you can actually practice reacting well to your blood sugar. So. The best example, even from my own experiences, is when I had COVID. And I suppose still to this day, because my bloods are still acting up (laughs) since having COVID. But I am somebody who likes to have my blood sugar in range as much as possible. I do what I can to ensure that it does stay in range as much as possible. And when it doesn't do what I want it to do, it can be very frustrating. But because I have my own diabetic awareness of understanding, right, this is emotional, this is mental, this is physical. I can say to myself in those moments when my blood sugars are giving me a nightmare, that I can say, this is now the time where I have to or where I can practice how I respond to my bloods. Because there's no point saying, ah, yeah, next time my blood sugar spikes, I won't be annoyed or... Next time my blood sugar drops to 2 at 4 a.m. in the morning, I won't, I won't get annoyed about it. It's easy to say that when you're in range, but it's the test for you in that moment. And again, from my experience, oftentimes it's what we associate with that blood sugar rather than the number itself. So to give you an example, it's not that... I am annoyed that my blood sugar is stuck at 25. It's what I associate that with. Am I annoyed about the physical feeling? Is it the fact that I feel like I'm not in control of my blood sugar? Is it because I'm associating this with longer term complications? Is it because it stopped me from doing something like that run? Is this high blood sugar a sudden reminder of my lifelong condition, (laughs) am I annoyed at myself for acting a certain way, i.e. eating something I feel I might have been better off not eating, or taking way too much insulin when I shouldn't have, or am I annoyed because other people around me don't need to deal with it. So oftentimes it's not the number itself, it's what we associate that with in our own head. Now, I'm in no way, (laughs) I'm in no way a psychologist, but this is my thought process around when these things happen and how we deal with those sort of times, like our blood sugar giving us a nightmare, how we react to that is very important. The only time that we can practice reacting in a positive way is when we're in that moment. So next time... You're checking your blood sugar and you're expecting them to be in range, but you check your bloods and they're five times as high as you thought they were. Don't be like, oh, for fuck's sake!" and get really annoyed, and really frustrated. Say this right now, not ideal, but this is a moment where I can practice reacting in a different way. And there was a book that I, I read recently called A Monk's Guide to Happiness. Right. And I've mentioned actually Jay Shetty on this podcast before. I love his podcast, but basically the author of this book is similar enough story to Jay Shetty, where I came from a corporate background in London, yada, yada, yada. Then basically went off to, to become a monk and lived, (laughs) lived in a monastery for like three years and essentially meditated for three years consistently. But basically Some of the standout moments in that book, like most things, I will relate to diabetes because pretty much everything in my life is in some way related to my diabetes. But he was talking about how, again, this response or this reaction that we have to seemingly negative things and used a couple examples of, if you're waiting in traffic, you're stuck in your car or... If you're on a phone line and you're on hold for half an hour, instead of being like, go go mad and being frustrated, and being pissed off, use that time as a time to practice how you can just be kind of in that moment and relaxed and practice not reacting in a negative way.
1: I like that a lot.
0: And strangely enough, I was stuck in traffic today. So that was a good moment for me to say, let me use this time to practice. And on sun- Sunday night, something basically happened. I was really annoyed. Now I'm not angry, but like disappointed and frustrated and could, I was getting, very, getting very worked up because I was frustrated by this thing. But in my head, I was like, look, this is a time where I can practice not being super frustrated by this. So it wasn't easy, but, but I tried to. And then what I did, I actually ended up going out for a run just to clear the head because I knew that that would help. But even being aware of the idea about how we can react to our blood sugar differently gives us more of an ability to react differently. Because if we can say to ourselves, kind of take take yourself out of your head in that moment, instead of being caught up emotionally, being like, ah, oh, go mad, and why is my blood sugar doing this? And why is it not doing that? And da-da-da-da-da. Realizing that this can be a time that I can just practice being that bit more patient gives you a greater ability to actually be that bit more patient. Because Oftentimes, how we react to highs and how we react to lows can lead to more highs and more lows. Because if my blood sugar is super high and I'm really annoyed and I just lob in a load of insulin, chances are I'm going to crash down the other end. And then if I crash down the other end, I'm more annoyed, I'm more frustrated, and then I overtreat that hypo. And then it's like, boom, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And what I always say is our blood sugar is quite fragile in the sense of how we treat those highs and treat those lows will have a significant, will have a direct impact on our following highs and lows. So take a breath. (laughs) Try not to be so frustrated when it happens the next time and say, how can I deal with this that bit differently? And chances are we can all probably deal with that ping or blood sugar slightly differently
1: than we have been doing Love it Owen Love it Maybe I I should be a monk I think I need (laughs) to take some of that advice when I'm in traffic because traffic is my my big thing but then Mm. and I always get angry sitting in traffic and then I realise what is it actually going to do me getting frustrated and me shouting at someone from the inside of my car which they can't even hear it's like nothing it's like just exactly try and chill easier said than done 100% one hundred percent, and I think we're all aware and, and relating that back to bloods. But certainly, if you kind of think about it, it's not going to have a positive impact. Oh, and thank you very much for that. You're asking people to don't react um, to your bloods high or low. I'm going to ask you to do one thing for us this week, and that is to subscribe. We ask you a lot of things. <laughs> we ask a lot of things afterwards, and once you don't react to your bloods, I want you to subscribe to the podcast. We won't even ask for emails or anything. Just subscribe to the podcast because we've got so many episodes coming out. We have a guest on. we got two parts. We don't want you to miss out on the second part that comes out the day after. We don't want you to miss out on the bite-sized episodes that come out on Mondays. And by subscribing to the podcast and whatever app you use, if the app allows you to, the episode will go straight to your phone. And then as a nice uh, knock-on effect, it will help this podcast grow as well. So more people can hear Owen's thoughts when he's trying to become a monk. Which is Everyone needs to hear As well So just If you're not already subscribed Just click on the subscribe button Do right now Before we finish talking And that is going to help you Get more information Which is going to help your diabetes And it's going to help This podcast grow as well So subscribe today Absolutely We Love you We love you We love you (laughs) We love you tuning in the podcast
0: We love you giving us Your time and your ears As we say all the time We hope That you've been able to benefit From the podcast 105 episodes i'm sure you have been able to up to this point it would be great if you could subscribe because subscribing commenting sharing really helps the podcast and when the podcast has helped we can reach more diabetics that's Mm -hmm. why we do the podcast that's why we tune in here every week to give you what we can so subscribe share comment whatever you can stop
1: stop (gasps) no no shares, no comments. Oh, okay. Just subscribe oh, this just week. Oh, just subscribe. Okay, don't comment. Don't share. <laughs> don't you dare share this. Just, just if you subscribe. share this, yeah. I'm going to be very angry. And I'm going to have to practice not getting emotional about it. If I see anyone commenting, I only want you to subscribe. Yeah, don't. Do, whatever you do, do not
0: share. Don't tell anyone about do this not, podcast. Do not comment. <laughs> um, but no, honestly, subscribe because you obviously enjoy the podcast. So yeah. if you haven't subscribed, please do. Sound like those YouTubers, like, hey guys, subscribe. And you well, know what? Anyway. They're very
1: successful because well, they've true. got
0: subscribers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, until next week, look after your blood sugars. Next time you have a high, next time you have a low, of course, treat it. That's the most important thing. But say to yourself, how can I respond slightly differently in my own head? It's an important one. Look after your blood sugars.
1: Next time you have a high, <laughs> subscribe. That's from me. Anytime uh, you have a low, subscribe. Anytime you have high blood sugar, share the podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway,
0: have a great week. Have a good day. Look after your bloods. We'll chat to you next week. Take it easy.